Love you. All right. Bye. I hate her. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, get over it. I mean, come on. I've been getting called McGruber my entire life or, you know, stupid. You calls me McChoder all my life. So just get over it. Okay. I personally think that's one of the best nicknames I've come up with someone because it fits you very well. Just cause I'm a little bit shorter and stockier of a guy. Yeah. You, you kind of have a little bit of a chode build. <laughs> And a little bit of a chode build. I mean, I, I think I do it to myself because I in in high school I was a shorter football player, but I was I was a football player, so I couldn't like just be short and have nothing oh, else you to back football? up for it. So I tried to get school? really strong. Yeah, state champ. Not not to not to mention. Oh wow. Um, and then yeah, I overcompensated for strength, and then all of a sudden I just looked like a walking meatball, and it I just one of my not like girlfriends, but like one of my what what do you call friends that are girls girl pals whatever they literally told me mason like it doesn't look good like it's it's getting to the point where it's disproportionate and i'm like that's just that's probably mixing a leg day buddy that. that's what she wanted to say it was i do day, i buddy. do i do leg day every single week everyone can piss off i do leg day i do leg day i think i just i i overcompensated way too much and i will never forget the first time i heard this joke on family guy that for short people, the bulkier you get, the shorter you look. And I, I, I did not at all. That did not cross my mind at all until it was too late. Until the Fat Mason pictures were circulating around the internet for my entire senior year, ruining my last year at Iowa State. So that was fun. Yeah, well, that's tough, man. I'll play the world's smallest violin for you. Play the world's smallest violin for our last episode. That draft episode was, oh boy, it was bad. Yes. Yeah. Anyone who listens, if you're to listening that, to this, and yeah, then please go to BNC Fieldhouse and reward yourself with some trivia or some wings or some tacos, or just saying hi to Ben and being in his presence because mm-hmm. you've earned it. And thank you for listening. Shout and out to the real ones for coming back. You know. Yeah. We might have lost like a lot of people from that one. Like if if they actually listened to that, there's a good good chance we lost half of our listenership. So five so people, six people are probably, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. I think more close to six, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's probably it. Oh boy. Well, we will never talk about the NFL draft until Brees gets drafted in the first round. So you're welcome listeners. Um, we're not going to do that again. We're just not. Um, however, we are going to talk with you guys a little bit about the news that I'm sure none of you have heard. Um, but I'm going to break the news to you right now. <sighs> Are you sitting down? Good. Tyrese Hunter has entered the transfer portal. And that was our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yep. Yep. Well, what a way to start a Monday, you know, um, really just right in the midst of the, the work week beginning up. It's 37 and freezing rain here in Pittsburgh. It's just one of those beautiful spring days. And then you get to hear news like that. That just really makes everything even even more magical. Um, it's sad. It's tough. Um, I can remember like a month ago, we had the um, little euphoric dream scenario. Where, like, can you imagine a backcourt of, of Tyrese Brock, if Brockington, if he comes back and we get AJ Green? <laughs> and now there's and no one. <laughs> Lipsy. Yeah. And so it's like, wow. Wow. So the, the entire house just like fell down on top of us. Um, right when we resurrected Hilton magic, um, you know, it, it, this is why we can't have nice things. This is just why we can't have nice things. We, we, we can't, 
we can't maintain it. It's kind of like the, the the classic Tommy Boy scene. Like like right when we have something, we just get so excited. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it, and I pet it, and I massage it. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And then I take my naughty pet and I go. <laughs> oh, I killed it. It sucks. Oh, I, I, I saw a meme. I'm going to go Mason on here. Verbal meme here. Okay. Um, but someone had like that guy who just looks like beaten down with like the Iowa state hat on and he's talking to Jesus and he's like, why do you, <laughs> why do you keep doing this to me? And then Jesus says, how are you still alive? <laughs> yeah. And I think that perfectly like, encapsulates I, you being had, a you had two fan. wins last year. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, also, Tristan Aruna entered the transfer portal. Who do we that have? Is, we have Tame and Lipsy. It was expected, possible. but it's also like, you know. Hey, according to you, we still have our most important player in Alias Koontz. We'll we just, do, which is why <laughs> we have to handle um, the ball and um, become our leading scorer and assist guy and best defensive player now. So, best defensive player. Like, who else do we have? Like, I'm dead ass here. We have Caleb Grill. All right, we have Caleb Grill. There we go. We nice. are good. You like King's we coming in? You um, like King is going to be a hoss. Um, Tame Bob, Bob Jones is back. Bobby Jones. Bobby, Bobby Jones. Jones. Um, you know, I would be willing to play if they need me to. You still have some eligibility, yeah. I think I do. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know, man. It's tough. Um, I think, you know, you always love to stay really positive with with this kind of stuff and we had we had a great season with tyrese it was i you know i raved about him i said you know i loved oh, watching yeah. him play point guard he was such a dog he was never afraid when he stepped on that court and he was always willing to kind of step up and hit some big ass shots in the tournament made some big plays and it was it was awesome to watch him rep the cardinal in gold and it's just i think we all are a little sad and then you know not frustrated at him, but maybe frustrated at, at NIL and, and, yeah, you know, kind of how, how that's gone about. But I, I guess I, I think the other thing that really needs to be considered with Tyrese is that, you know, and I especially was thinking about today, um, you know, he originally committed to Steve Prome. He, he committed to Prome in the he program. Did. Um, and you know, TJ was able to convince him to stay, um, and, and, you know, honor his his original commitment which you know you can easily hell if my coach left it or was you know gonna be out i would immediately be opening up my recruitment again it's such a big element of it but yes he still honored his commitment he came here and he he gave he worked his ass off i i you know he he left it all on the court and and that's that and so yeah it's it sucks that it's kind of you know it's not stepping stone or whatever because we don't know where he's going to land. We don't know the circumstance of it. But if if it feels kind of stepping stone, then then yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna suck a little bit, you know. Like this is a guy that I yeah. think we all really got behind and really rooted for. And 
you know, we'll love to see where, where he goes from here, but this one's tougher. You know, it's a lot different when there's a coaching change or you obviously know guys, maybe not getting the playing time they want, but this was a guy who was going to be a cornerstone for us and a really key piece moving forward. And I think everyone in cycle nation was, was really excited to keep rooting for him and, and see how he grows and develops. And it's just, it's going to be tough to, to not be able to see that in, in Cardinal gold. So. I mean, I, I love that you brought up that he was a Steve Prohm recruit, you know, he still kept his commitment to a team that won two one, excuse me, a team that won two games last season. And he's a hell of a player, like a hell of a recruit. He, I don't want to say was ever too good for us because I think we know what Hilton magic can be and what we have been in the past. So I don't ever want to say that, but as far as his commitment goes, you could easily say he didn't have to stick with that. And he did. So this is nothing like no anger or resentment whatsoever toward Tyrese. And I know that we don't have all the details quite yet. Okay. So what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you and me? So I'm going to make an ass of myself right now. And I'm just going to assume that the rumors are true, that he does have a $1 million NIL deal waiting for him for North Carolina. Okay. If that's true, who the hell is, how, like, who is blaming him? Who is going to blame him for that? Seriously. And, and imagine, and I don't know what his NIL deals shake up at Iowa State, even if he even has any, but I'm being very conservative with these estimates. If he were to land an NIL deal in Ames, Iowa, at the very top end, and I'm, I'm being generous with this, he would maybe make 50000 a year. Maybe. So if you look at that, and then also look at, you know, a blue blood program where, A, you're going to get more recognition. So naturally, you're going to get more, you know, visuals of yourself. You're going to have more exposure to the NBA. And also, if it's straight up a million dollars, like, who the hell am I to cast any judgment on that? Go get your bag, dude. Absolutely. So, um, you know... And that leads me to my main point of the NIL was initially released in good faith. And it is like the NIL should absolutely be a thing. I don't think many people can really argue against that. However, myself being the cynical person I am was very, you know, unsure of how it would shake out, especially within the first two years, there was no policing of NIL whatsoever. And it was very easy to assume again, making an ass out of you and me, that the blue blood, you know, franchises, the schools with more money would have partners that would, or boosters for lack of a better term to come and provide that financial support to essentially use it as an opportunity to essentially use money and in, in financial incentives as a probe to go, you know, recruit somewhere or to go play ball somewhere else. And that's why I was always really big against universities paying their athletes. I think there's a huge, huge difference between the NCAA paying their athletes and universities paying their athletes. I never had an issue with the NCAA paying their athletes. I had a huge issue with universities paying their athletes because that comes out of the athletic department's budget. Okay. And if you're pulling it out of the athletic department's budget, then you're only going to use that money for the sports that make you the most money. In this case, it's college football, college basketball. Those are Kings, right? And so you might be pulling it from other departments, such as, you know, just lower revenue drivers within your athletic department, um, which would take away from those sports. So it's not fair that way that you should ever have a university pay money, not to even mention the lack of a competitive atmosphere, you know, that completely negates the competitive atmosphere that is the NCAA. And the only thing that really helps with recruitment 
nowadays is people get to go where they truly want to go without the financial burden, you know, influencing them either way. Well, now the NIL, again, it was brought about in good faith. And I think it still should be there. It just needs a little bit of, you know, systemic change with it to kind of allow for more competitive atmospheres between all of these, you know, schools. Um, but nonetheless, it's by no means a perfect system. I think over the course of the next couple of years, it's going to course correct because it always does. It's not going to be this way forever, everyone. Just, just be aware of that. It will not be this way forever, okay? There's going to be some changes that will be coming, you know, in the next couple of years. But nonetheless, it's a huge bummer because we are living in the now. And now they can do that. They can essentially, you know, go somewhere else and make a shitload more money. And I'm here saying, who can blame them? Don't get mad at Tyrese. Don't get mad at the player. Get mad at the system, if anything, okay? Otherwise, you know, maybe this is just an opportunity for us to look ourselves in the mirror and think, wow, Iowa State doesn't have much NIL appeal. What the hell are we doing? And I, apparently there is, um, I know I'm kind of rambling at this point, but there has been, um, a, <laughs> there's been a club of Iowa State boosters and alumni that have been coming together to kind of make this thing work. So just so everyone's aware, you know, we are working on that, apparently. I don't know much more than that. Um, and that was put together before this Tyrese Hunter decommitment. Um, but yeah, it's, things are going to change, but it's, it's really shitty right now. All right. Rant over. Um, so you think it's too late to start a GoFundMe? <clears throat> no, it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> we will start I'll the bring, bring Tyrese back. GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> Now it, it is tough. I, I think right now the NIL um, it's on a path of, I think, especially in basketball too. Um, I think football will be a little bit different. I, I think with the amount of players and teams and, and everything like that, that football is a, a little bit different um, and how that will play out. But I think with basketball, it's, it's going to be pretty similar to kind of how European soccer is in that, you know, if you're one of these middle or, or lower tier clubs or whatever, and you have someone who's a, a bright budding star, they're probably going to get nabbed. Um, the thing with the European soccer too, is that like at least the lower end club gets um, some sort of benefit from it, which you don't in this case, the player is just gone and you have a scholarship open up and you have to figure out someone to fill that. But I, th- I think that's kind of where it's going to potentially lead is, you know, we can't compete with that. Like I, I have no idea on the North Carolina offer. I've also seen, I saw something else on Twitter where someone said people are going to hate. If, I, I guess Kansas might be in the mix, which. I heard Kansas is too. Yeah. I, I, I heard, I've heard the North Carolina rumor more than anywhere. I mean, that's kind of where this rumor I think stemmed. So naturally I'm just, you know, more prone to believe in that. Um, but, but Lord, again, Lord, give me that, strength. If it's Kansas, that's all I'm going to say. Lord, give me strength. I will be having to bite my tongue big time, big big time. Jalen Coleman lands. I, we had a year of him and he was solid and you liked him, but like, not quite like Tyrese, like Tyrese is like, dude, we fell in love with him, man. I, I, I wanted him to stay single for another 20 some years or so. Oh, I'm getting, Oh, I don't know if I should say this, but for mine and Taylor's potential future daughter to maybe marry him. I, you know, after saying that out loud, I don't like that I said that. But nonetheless, I love Tyrese Hunter, man. It was so tough to, like, just watch him go. And, and that's also another thing with this. If it's true that North Carolina is offering him a, a $1 million NIL deal, then that can also even the playing field for other, you know, just the free market in general. That means Kansas can hopefully find another 
you know, NIL partner for him that could also, you know, be competitive with that. So you're right. It, the transfer portal is basically just opening up his options. And, and I really do hope he finds success. I, I'm going to be cheering him on wherever he goes, but it's, it's a tough L to take today from Cyclonation. Yeah, but we're used to it. <laughs> like, this, this, is just, this is just another thing to add to the laundry list of things that we have to deal with, man. It just, it's, it, it can never be smooth. Like, it just, it never can be. It, it's, it is the I'm honestly bumpiest. shocked you're as composed as, as you are. Usually just, you're the one that's like ranting and raving and, and I'm kind of. I don't know, know man. It's just. It's just, it's, I don't know. Like, you, I, I feel like as a Cyclone fan, it, I've gotten to the point now where you're always bracing for impact a little bit, you know? That's fair. And it's like, oh, hey, like, things are looking pretty good. Um, coming off a really high, um, exceeding expectations, Sweet 16 run, you know, core should be back, all this kind of stuff. And then it's like, oh, but wait. Is that, oh, that's Iowa State? Okay, 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 no, no, no. We got to fuck them up a little bit. And then mm-hmm. it gets fucked up a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's, I'm trying to be positive with it. You know, it's like you you always want, you know, you, we want Tyrese to do what's best for him, for his family and his future. And so, Absolutely. like, I, I will I will never criticize any player for ever leaving or, or doing what they see is best for them. Um. But just and, another reminder that we did outlast um, Gonzaga and Memphis, Tyler Harris and uh, Rasir Bolton. Just a, just a reminder. Yeah. Continue. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's just, it's a tough one. And I, I think it's also just kind of knowing that, I don't know, this is an uphill battle that I would say it's going to have to face. It's why when realignment talks happened, I, I wasn't particularly ecstatic of the big 12 expanding. I, I thought that, if Iowa state really wanted to survive in the new college landscape, the best, the best way to do that would, would have been to hopefully be really aggressive and try and get into the big 10. Um, because I just, I think it's, it's comes down to this money issue. It's the same thing. A lot of these schools, sec schools, big 10 schools are making way more TV revenue and that gap's only going to get a little bit wider. You know, we lose Texas and Oklahoma. Those are huge draws that we're losing. Like our TV revenue deals are not going to be nearly as big down the road. And that that comes back down to to everything else. It comes back down to hey, can how's your athletic department doing? Are the you know the boosters and is your school going to be able to to potentially you know put this finally list money back into it? And it's way harder when you're already playing like twenty million behind another school um, in those elements, and that's just from straight TV or or streaming or, or whatnot. So. I think it's, you know, it's not being pessimistic. It's, it's just being realistic of, of kind of how the college athletics landscape is, is unfolding. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a little scary, you know, it's, I would say it's not one that's got big bucks or, or big money and, you know, yeah. that uh, you just kind of have to be realistic with it and, and hope that, you know, the leadership, <laughs> uh, the leadership's able to, to continue to see good results on the field. And, and that's, that's, you know, the best thing that you can build off of, you know, I think that's kind of the last thing to keep in mind is I think Pollard has us in a good spot. Like I said, I don't love the big 12 expansion, but I think everything else he's been doing is good. I think he could be a lot. He, I think he'll also be a wake up call. He knows he needs to be more aggressive with the NIL funds. A lot of schools have been doing it too. Like I saw Notre Dame release like their 
their element for theirs, you know, um, and, and lastly, you know, we have, we obviously have TJ running the show, which makes you feel pretty confident. And, and Matt on the other side that we have some good, good leadership in, in, you know, our big revenue generating sports as well, that can hopefully help keep us afloat as everything sort of gets the shit figured out on this new college athletic landscape. So. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're spot on. And I mean, yeah, there, are, there are reasons to believe like we, we have the right coaching. We have a lot of appeals for recruiting and NIL, not right now. Um, I'm confident that we'll get there, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just, can you compete with those programs like Texas? No. USC? No. You know, it's just, we got to find other avenues to win and we will, you know, it's an ever changing landscape. So we'll see how it shakes out. But, um, last thing before we, I move on, he's gotta be one of the most devastating transfers we've had. Right. I mean, Adam Haluska was tough just because, you know, he headed out to the team out East, but, um, I mean, recency bias is a strong thing, but I can't really think of something that's, that's quite as much of a hitter as this one. Yeah. I think if he goes to Kansas too, it would for sure, it would for sure make it the, the toughest one. Yeah. Like having to play him twice a year and, and like, he's really fucking good. So it's just, it's going to be yeah. hard and be, it'd be really hard to see him lace it up for them. So um, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, th- I also think it's just the potential with them. Like I, you know, I, I thought Tyrison could, you know, he, he has a shot at the NBA um, and a lot of that probably depends on his offensive game here, but you know, probably we're going to get him for at least like two to three years at least. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of, kind of a bummer that, you know, someone that you, you really thought was going to be who the team was going to be built around next year and probably going to be a true leader and, and everything like that. It's just not going to be there. And, you know, that's tough. Like point, point guard is a tough spot to fill. It's <laughs> good point guard play can be really quiet, but bad point guard play is very loud um, and is very obvious um, when you don't have great guards kind of running the show and, and, you know, protecting the ball, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We believe in odds. You know, that's, that's I guess that's, that's what we you have to say is, is TJ came in to win team last year and, did what he did. So I think he can overcome this. I, um, I want to be putting my trust in, in much other people. So, um, we'll just, we'll have to see how the, you know, I can't think of the very generic cliche. What is it? How the cards are dealt or chips fall, sure, that yeah. kind of stuff. Play with yeah. the hand that you're dealt. Eh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, um, yeah. How the cookie crumbles. Brief Twitter all that moments. kind of stuff. How the cookie crumbles. Um, brief Twitter moments. Little pro tip here: don't go on Twitter today. It is it's awful. It's really sad. Um, maybe look at some dog pics if you want to go on Twitter. But other than that, it's it's just a lot of really bad takes. Honestly, people losing their shit. Um, you know, taking it out on people that probably don't deserve it. And yeah, just don't go on Twitter. But I do want to mention my new favorite Twitter account at Dave. Seven one four three eight two eight three. He is absolutely the best Twitter person in our mentions. Like he is the man. Um, it started with me just like posting a throwback video to when um, Matt Campbell said you just beat the fuck out of Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. Um, he replied in all sincerity, saying, "Is that last year's Iowa game at halftime?" And then he immediately replied back, realizing that it wasn't Iowa. 
And he said, we're the Cardinal in gold. Respect the tradition. Black only on special games. Enough. All caps. I loved it. It was just, it was everything we make fun of every single day wrapped up in one tweet. And, and of course, just the username, Dave71438283. It's just, I love this guy. I love this guy. And I, I think he might follow us or he just loves to, you know, creep on our timeline. And so then I posted um, a video of Michael, well, Michael Petway, which we'll, we'll briefly touch on in a moment here, who had an almost miraculous game-winning um, catch in the end zone. He didn't get two feet down as NFL rules. Um, but it was, it was like a hell of a catch, right? Just got one foot in. It was a bummer at the end of the game. And he said, almost typical Iowa State fan. And I just think to myself, I love this guy. Like, I really, I almost want to He's committed to the bit. He has. He is, dude. Like, we don't get enough guys like this in our mentions. You know, when we ran Barstool, it was all the time. And I never realized how much I miss those people. So, Dave71438283. If you happen to come across this little bit, slide in the DMs, man. We would love to have you on the on our podcast. He probably doesn't know how to operate a computer. We do because we're from Iowa State and the computer was invented by an Iowa State student. But I'll help you out, man. You know, I'll give you my phone number. I can help you troubleshoot your uh, Zoom application, whatever you need, just to get us just get you on the pod. I would love to talk with you. So Dave, 714-38283, if you want to come on the pod, here's your formal invitation. I love that guy. I have no comment. Also, I think, I think the total of like his 13 followers would really, really help us, you know, get this podcast out there. It would really help with promoting it. So, you know, are we going to hire him as an influencer? I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. It it would help us get back the six listeners that we lost from last episode to this one. So, you know, we're, yeah. Um, Shout out Dave. Almost could double it. All right? 13 of his followers were very loyal. Listen, bring, bring them on, baby. Bring them on. Um, to go back to the USFL, yeah. Well, Michael Petway had an insane catch, it was just such a shame. Didn't quite get two feet on the ground for it, but that was awesome. And guess, guess what? You know what? Actually, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually have you guess without checking the box score. How do you think EJ Bibbs did? He had one catch for two yards. <laughs> Oh, you bastard. One catch, two yards. Let's go. Give it up for EJ. Unguardable. Unguardable. Oh, man. We need to get him in the red zone. That's where he thrives. That is true. Uh huh. Yeah. But Tungamoa and Bibbs did walk away with a W from the weekend. Um, I wasn't able to see all of the game. I saw um, some of, you know, Petway's game as well as. Jaquan Bailey, but it's just fun to kind of watch these guys. And this is week one. So we'll be following them over the course of the next nine weeks uh, and even beyond if they, you know, do well in the playoffs um, and keep extending their, you know, year. But I just, I love it. Spring football is here. Football is back. And oh my gosh, who's that quarterback from Michigan that was, um, Jay Patterson. Uh, yeah. He had a rough game. He had a lot of memeable moments, a lot of memeable moments. I don't know. I can't really comment on this much because I was on vacation this entire weekend. Oh, so you didn't support our friend EJ? Correct. On his opening night? Didn't watch one ounce of TV for like five days and it was kind of great. So, oh, that's great. Good for you. Yes. Good for you. you. Thank you. Well, all right. 
I do have. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, fancy baseball. I want. <laughs> you have more fantasy baseball takes? All right. Everyone, quiet down. Make sure that you're in a spot where you can really pay attention. We're going to give you a few seconds to you know get yourself accommodated. Are you ready? Okay. Sounds like you're good. I now welcome Newt to present his fantasy baseball takes. Newt, you have the floor. All right. Here we go. We need a segment noise. I think like a good segment transition noise would be good. It could be something like a crack of a bat or something like, you know, like a, that'd be kind of baseball. I got a small one this week, just a little waiver wire fodder for, for people, you know, um, in my limited experience of playing fantasy baseball, starting pitching is usually pretty key. And I think there's a couple, a couple pretty solid guys that you can get on early this year. That could be, um, very helpful to your team for the entire year. Um, the first one I'm going to lead off with is Nestor Cortez. He is a pitcher for the Yankees. Mason has no fucking clue who that is. Um, but anyways, high K rate. Um, he had 12 against the Baltimore Orioles in only five innings pitch, but he also looks like he's solidly in the, the New York Yankee rotation. And that's a, usually a pretty good offense. Um, plays in a harder division of the AL East. And, um, but he'll, he should have good run support the entire year. Hopefully be able to get some wins. And I think you could find him on, on most waiver wires right now. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend getting Nestor. I think he could even be the, the second best pitcher on the Yankees this year behind Garrett Cole. And then the other one is, is Andrew Haney. Um, he is the Dodgers uh, in the Dodgers rotation, which, it is always great to have pieces of the Dodgers because they are a phenomenal franchise and will probably win the most regular season games again this year and have an amazing offense to support him as well. But he's looked very good um, in his two starts this year in very limited action, but another high K guy and should have chances at, at getting some wins throughout the year. And I think both those pitchers could be great uh, back end of the rotation guys that you can get for free right now that could potentially be on your team till the end of the year. And like I said, starting pitching is, is always very tough. Um, and to close, I really need help with, with some relievers or closers. Um, I have uh, one league where I have zero saves, which is a very hard category to um, have zero saves in two weeks in, but I am somehow there. And that's a fancy fancy baseball update. I uh, I hope that everyone enjoyed it. I hope you um, go hit the waiver wire quick, and we can ride the Cortez and, and Haney train together. So Mason's um, mic is not working right now, so he's just gonna have to figure out some shit. So I don't know what just happened there. I don't know if it recorded your fantasy baseball, your fantasy baseball takes um, just because the audio completely cut out on my end. I was floundering like a fish and then we had to basically close out of our zoom application and um, start a new one. So if you guys hear his fantasy baseball takes great, if you didn't, then um, you're welcome because my technology failed new. And in turn, you guys are, as the listeners, are being rewarded that you don't have to listen to news fantasy baseball takes. So. 60 second summary. 60 Pick up Nestor Cortez or Andrew Haney. That's the, that's the summary. Great.
early five more seconds early starting pitchers who look like they could be contributing to pretty solid teams for the entire year and in their rotations so it's very key in fantasy baseball so um yeah i I think both those guys they have high strikeout rates as well so it helps you in that category too but should be in line for some wins some strikeouts and get run support on the back end too from from some of the better offenses in baseball and that is the 60 second that was a quicker you know whatever yeah figure it out that was great yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out um you'll figure this one out you're gonna edit for the third time it's gonna be great very impressive I think this is our best episode yet. <laughs> I mean, we haven't said it yet, and we need to let people know that it is our best episode. I think it's better than our last episode, which easily was our worst. I, I think, yeah, I think anything could have been better than the last episode. Um, I was falling. Yeah, I'm never going to talk about the NFL. I, I I literally couldn't finish it. I couldn't finish it. It was that bad, and that was also one of the, our biggest issues. Again, like our only entertaining shit happens to be at the end of our episodes so i don't know hopefully mixing it up a little bit today helped um nil sucks um dave seven one three eight two eight three is the best ej bibbs one catch two yards and newt's fantasy baseball takes hope you guys got something out of it um but as always we are presented to you by bnc fieldhouse head on over to bnc fieldhouse for the best drink deals on welch avenue they have drink deals every single day of the week and I didn't mention this early on, but they do have FAC deals. I believe it's $5 wraps and $3 adioses. So head on over to BNC Fieldhouse, support our boy, Ben. And we will be back soon next week, possibly with a current NFL player. We also have some other interviews coming up, maybe some NFL draft action without giving away too much. And an Iowa State basketball player from this season. So. A lot to look forward to for the upcoming offseason. The offseason lull is long, but we will get through it, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Um, but, New, anything anything else before we close out? Roll clones, baby. Love it. Roll clones.